wanna see my mother cry When you black, it ain't no other side Your death is like my brother died Moment, helping hand, loan it The troops not here to pacify The struggles in my nuclei, won't it? Change a man to a dangerous man Especially when the bangers change in hand Survival evolving black men into another clan But there's Chill with us It's not your regular hip-hop album It's a comedic satire Inspired by the late, great Bill Withers, rest in peace. You don't offend me with friendly fire. Don't like your energy, cause men be lying. Don't offend me with friendly fire. I want to smoke. Don't like your energy, cause men be liars. I want to smoke. New attendees will then be biased. I want to smoke. Don't like your energy, cause men be liars. So, what the hook is saying is a lot of times you have people around you that have bad, bad energy. Don't offend me with friendly fire. Like, they try to act like they mess with you, but they don't. It's another ulterior motive. I'm saying I want to smoke. Like, man, don't act like you mess with me. If you don't fuck with me, let's just get it over with right now, man. I want to smoke. A lot of times people are biased because they don't like that you see things your way. They want you to see it their way. So, you got to want to smoke from people so people watching will understand and dig deeper on why a situation is but most people won't dig that deep so you got to want to smoke because that's how you weed out the people who are playing versus the people who are serious oh you a gangster on the inside well i don't like your energy a parrot in this mimicry cut coke sell crack hard on black but watch police kill field and you ain't hard on that what i'm saying is you project this imagery of being this old tough gangster type dude but i don't like your gangster i don't like your energy you know double entendre energy energy a parrot in his mimicry is like basically you just doing what everybody else do you just a cliche type person you know what i'm saying you ain't really genuine you go hard on other people that look like you ain't doing so well but when there's an opportunity to stand up and fight for your people you ain't hard on that but you hard on me for not wearing jordans or having a fake chain or having a busted bitch you hard on that but when it's time to go hard on something that is is empowering to you and your people you're nowhere to be found but you forgot you was a jew started acting like a nigga look what this has come to as black people we the chosen people it ain't one chosen people but we lost our way we lost our identity and we accepted an identity that was given to us as opposed to being what we are and what we label ourselves and um that's what the world has come to it's like how you gonna be self-defined when you didn't create the definition of who you are look at what it comes to a new identity hoes and male clothes with them new hostilities we don't define who we are we just start making stuff up along the way you gotta know who, know who you are you don't want to be out here guessing you want to figure out who you are because if not there's hostilities that come with being confused and that's your problem if you don't know who you are but don't make it everybody else's problem that's your problem you got to deal with by being diligent and doing the work it takes to figure out what's going on with yourself. Headshots. In my car with a bizarre Asian. White coupe, the car is Caucasian. On a star blazing. So in my car with a bizarre Asian, you know, Eastern philosophy is very bizarre to people who just ch chase money. Eastern philosophy is based on culture and family. So I'm, I'm in a vehicle with a different way of thinking. I'm thinking about family. I'm thinking about culture more than I'm thinking about money. So in my coop with a bizarre Asian, it's just refer a reference to having an Eastern philosophy and putting the people that you love over money the car is caucasian so basically saying that even though i got this eastern philosophy i'm hypocritical because i'm in this white man's car that i bought 
that's a symbol of status. And uh, I think it's a car, but it's really a Caucasian. I'm really supporting white supremacy by buying this car. It's something that's benefiting that agenda more than it's benefiting mine. But I feel like it's benefiting mine because I feel like I bought it and I own it. But it's really more beneficial to that cause than mine. That's been Friendly Fire, produced by my boy Dunk, Duncan Penderhughes, one of the best dudes out here on production. And Ryman, shout out to Duncan. Check it out. I have a question. How well would you take care of your car if you had to keep the same one your entire life? That's how brains work. Our brains work the same way. So why don't we treat our brains as well as we treat our cars? How well you treat your brain affects how you see life. So it's extremely important to invest time and care into your mind. Look at me, look me in the eyes. There are plenty of ways to invest in a healthy brain. Learn a new language, laugh, or you can go to BetterHelp Online Therapy. I had a gig one time, and I thought it was my gig. I was prepared, I bought new clothes, I rented an apartment, I told everybody in my family, I got a new gig. And the day before the gig, the job called me and reneged the offer. When I tell you I was devastated, I was distraught. And a friend of mine recommended betterhelp.com. And I got the help I needed. It helped me relieve my stress and see things more clearly. Sometimes it's hard to solve a problem when you're in the middle of it. All you have to do is go to betterhelp.com and you can find someone that'll give you another vantage point and a way to deal with it. BetterHelp is online therapy. You can do video chat, live chat, or talk on the phone. And let's face it, it's a lot more affordable than traditional therapy. Just go to betterhelp.com forward slash Craig, get 10% off your first month, and be matched with a professional within 48 hours. I mean, I was always taught, you put your hands by your face, that's saying hit me. Mm. You do Give like, a target you're too. saying hit me, because your hands is right here, and the hands ain't out to do nothing. You know, Show talking community center talk. You know that. You know that the boys club. Yeah. But I mean, I mean, that's what they. <laughs> I mean, if you look at like club. European boxing, like Russian boxing, any type of boxing like that, they teach you to keep your hands up. Yeah. Whether they go to Cubans or you go to France, right? And they're here. But um, the most dangerous fighters are fighters you can't see their hands because you don't know what they're doing. Right. So if you look at any like dangerous fighter in the history of like black fighters, uh, death row, you got fighters like Sugar Ray Robinson. His hands was always here. Right. Always ready to slide back. With those big right hands and hooks. If you look at um Judge Joe Walcott, his hands is always here, but his defense was him shifting. Right, mm -hmm. right. He kept his shit moving. Yeah. Ali, his defense was pulling back. You know what I noticed a yeah. big difference because I watch a lot of fight footage too. Okay. Correct me if I'm wrong. Go ahead. The one of the evolutions I've seen in boxing is the defensive retreat. Like when I watch a lot of those old fights like Ray Robertson, I felt like they pulled straight back a lot. Mm -hmm. Well, not, well, like now in this generation of fighters, I feel like everything is circle. Circle, yeah. Circle. You know what I mean? So talk about so. Who do you think? Who who do you think caused that evolution? What what fighter do you think changed it from back and straight up to circling? Is that Ali? No, it's actually I would say Sugar Ray Robinson, or you could say Willie Pep. You could say Max Bear because they it was circling. If you look at Max Bear, Max Bear actually walked. He's a he's a he's a Jewish fighter. I watched. Yeah. He would walk and fix his pants and backhand you and shit. Yeah. Oh wow. But. Walking in a circle has been around, but it's like now fighters, they do retreat and they move left and right. You used to fighters retreating and coming right back into some action like a Sugar Ray, uh, like a Sugar Ray Leonard. He would slide back, but he had let off five or six punches. Right. It's uh, it's changed with the coaches. The coaches are teaching, all right, get away and I move. Right. They're not teaching like slide back and slide back again and make them think you're going to slide back and run them into some shit. Right. That's where right. the scientific part of boxing comes out, where you ain't got boxing coaches no more. Where you ain't got teachers no more. You got boxing coaches and like strength conditioners and shit teaching right. boxing. 
I'm I'm gonna name a fighter. <clears throat> Tell me why he's underrated. The, be, right. the Beast Mugabe. He's underrated because uh, he wasn't marketed over here in America. People don't really know about him in America. People, I say America's like a big boxing country, but then again, it's not. Right, right, right. It's like it's it's now it's big boxing because it's like who's hot, like like the Jake Pauls or Javante, but it's not like a boxing country. Like they actually care about the essence and the importance of boxing, the history behind it. What country do you think really cares about the, the, the sport? Man, uh, well, you got countries that are built off of it: Cuba, Puerto Rico, um, Russia. All the poor places. Yeah. Any communist? <laughs> I mean, communist countries. Anything boxing's a big deal. Uh, yeah. hey, that's a good yeah. point. Communist countries. Anywhere where cayenne pepper is a major season, it's yeah. the <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's where the term hot came from. Yeah. <laughs> so how often uh, do people mistake you for a Japanese man? Man, all the fucking time. <laughs> Actually, one time, man, I was at the gas station. No, I was at, I was at a Target. I was about to whoop homeboy, but I had to get myself together, but I checked him. I had the mask on because during COVID, and I was taking a while online. I had a long day at practice. I'm just taking my shit and putting it up there. And he says, hurry up, you fucking chink. <laughs> so I turned around. I'm like, who the fuck you talking to? I thought, and he looked at me, and he realized, like, oh, shit, he's not yeah. that. He's black. Yeah, I mean, he's yeah. African-American. So I was like, I want you to apologize. Motherfucker's crying in my face. I'm sorry for calling you a <laughs> yeah. I would have found a random Asian person. Like, look, man, he said this. It was meant for you. Right. Apologize to him because you're probably going to say that to him later on. We had no time for none of that. No, nah, racist. Everybody start clapping. Yeah. yeah. For real? Yeah. Oh, man. You got to have a cameraman with you for that. That's just <laughs> for PR to the. He's a hero. Times you need the most, you don't have it. That's yeah. real spill. Yeah. Okay, so be, 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 the Beast Mugabe yeah, yeah. could have been marketed better. Now, he's somebody that if he fought in this era, you guys probably would have fought, right? Um, Yeah, I mean, we weren't the same weight class, but Mugabe, you would stay away from. Mugabe ain't no joke. Mugabe had power in both hands. And I say he's like a legend over in England, but people don't really follow up the boxers who are from England unless it's like Prince Nassim or Anthony Joshua or one of the Eubanks. But if it's like a name like Mugabe, you're talking about going back into like what early eighties, yeah. late seventies, that's a big name. Now I have a cousin <clears throat> who feels like when a when a black fighter doesn't doesn't have a black trainer, he's at a disadvantage. Man, you know what? That's crazy because sometimes it's like it's it's I hate to say it, but it's truth to the stereotype and then there's lies to the stereotype. So for instance, like they say a Hispanic trainer can't train a black fighter. Because what Hispanic in boxing have a different type of rhythm than black fighters have. Right. Even like when we dance, we dance at a different beat right. than they dance at. Yeah. So it's like when you're training, they're used to, if you're, most Hispanic fighters fight east and west, rolling and slipping, putting pressure. They don't fight in and out. Like right. brothers fight in and out boxing and slip. Because right. we fight off what? Our strengths. Usually right. if you're fast, elusive, and athletic, that's how you're going to fight. Right. You're not going to fight here unless you're strong and you're built durable to take punishment like that because Hispanic fighters, they're going forward and they're going to get you. Yeah. So they're pressure fighters. Black fighters are known for what? Inside, outside boxing, not being slick. So if you have a Hispanic coach who knows one type of boxing, he can't really touch that type of boxing that you know. But sometimes it's different because guess what? My coach is Puerto Rican. Mm. One second. Are we live? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Check check and see if we live, yo. Yeah. Okay, so you yeah. say your coach is, my coach is Puerto, Puerto Rican. My coach is Puerto Rican. Mm. Biggest difference between, because Puerto Ricans <clears> are, uh, you know, a lot, some of them don't consider themselves black, but a lot yeah. of them are black. 
do, do is their philosophies like is your Puerto Rican trainers now philosophy similar to Emmanuel Stewart's or is it something completely different? It's the same. He's a brother, but he just talks funny. Like he don't say vinegar, he say vinegar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Huh? It's not live, man. I, uh, uh, hold on, one second. One second, y'all. You might be on the other. Damn it. Okay, if not, that was a good run through. Maybe two, well, Tuesday and Thursday, both of You know how to do that? You do it on the show. Yeah. Right. It's usually right here. Yeah. Oh, okay. I didn't know. Okay. Oh, uh, Buck. What up, man? What's up, bro? Yeah. in the show right now. <clears throat> so you say he's a brother, he just say uh, he just say vinegar vinegar. He don't say vinegar, he say vinegar. Vinegar, that's hilarious. He's crazy, man. Yeah. Okay, cuz look, but Puerto Ricans have their own distinct style of boxing, right? Yeah. So they, you know, got to think about it. how different is uh, Benitez to you say Sugar Ray Leonard. Right. Not too different. You look at the boxing now, it may be different, but you look at Benitez back in the 80s and 70s, he's he that's why he fought um, Sugar Ray Leonard at the time he did he, he fought him he shouldn't have took the fight he hadn't been training it wasn't a fight he shouldn't have took but everybody he fought up until that point he blew through him he was right. slick like a brother you cannot hit him he's sitting on the ropes and he'll roll off all your punches right his chin straight up like this and you can't hit him right. it's our brother's fight arrogant looking at you like what you gonna do about him right right that's how he fought so my coaches teach that same type of boxing which is like when to take risks and to be a dog behind it but to work smarter not harder so it's like perfect goes hand in hand with, with the boxing you know what, too? <clears throat> it's the jump topics, but it's like with the fighters race, it really don't matter as long as the mindset is like, okay, we're both on the same page as far as what I'm trying to do. If right. you're a black fighter and you want to be a pressure fighter like Mike Tyson, you may have a Hispanic coach, an Italian coach, right. custom auto. So you're saying Spanish and <clears throat> Italian, very similar. Forward fighters press you. No, I said, ego trying me. I ain't say Spanish and Italians are the same. I said <laughs> Italian coach. <laughs> Italians are more boxers. Well, box, I say Italians more boxing in and out. They like how their cars are. Right. I have a question. What's up? Because you, you brought it he up. He said like how their cars are. <laughs> yeah, it's in and out. Because, you know, when you, when you watch a lot of boxing, yeah. they, the, the, the announcers, the Jim Lampies and all them, they're very quick to big up, you know, the, the, the Spanish-style fighters and the different style fighters. But you very rarely hear them, hear them talk distinctly about the black American style of fight. You don't. Why? Well, you know, what? and it's the style of fight <clears> that dominates the world. What, yes. Like... Like, talk to us more about that style of boxing and what it is, because it doesn't get the credit that it deserves, but it's a style that everyone, that no, can't nobody match. You're right, but even, like, with that, my style is, like, I say a, a black style, but it's a throwback. It's a different style than what you'll see now. What you right. see now is, like, breaks off and remnants of, like, Floyd Mayweather's. You see a <laughs> well, lot of, you when know, I see you, I think Ali. 
See, I appreciate it. Ali. You, you bounce like, like Ali in that ring. <clears throat> but you dancing, know, be honest, smiling. Like, that's like, I fight like that depending on my opponent. So I'm a boxer puncher, which means I change my style depending on my opponent. Most brawlers are brawlers. Most boxers can only box. So you like Mayweather where you don't have to, you don't have to particularly May study your opponent? Mayweather is, like, I would say I'm not like Mayweather because he's different. His, his approach is like, you know, to react, which mine is as well, but it's different. It's like hooping. Right. You know what I'm saying? Whether he left hand or right handed, some people's approach is to hit the paint immediately or to send it off. Right, right. So, so, so you fight <clears throat> kind of like Andre Bishop. I don't know who the fuck that is. Yeah, <laughs> we gotta tell you about so, this nigga. So from Fight Night. I this play. nigga's a real boxer. I ain't play fight. Yeah, I, yeah, you don't play. play. I was playing. Play I was really out there fighting. Yeah, you were. Yeah. I, I, I hate ain't ring king. Yeah. <laughs> I played fight night one time and broke my TV in. And I was so mad. I threw the whole. You got slept up. Man, I was like, I would have never got hit with that shit. <laughs> hey, are you on? Are you on any of the games yet? Man, I was on one in England, but they want they want me to sign like this crazy contract or something. I forgot what the, what it was, and I was like, Nah, I'm cool. What? Yeah. I, man, that'd be dope. Game of yeah, no, man. It'd been dope, but it's like I'd rather do this shit real life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I mean, some people can do real life, but it's like versus playing a video game. I'm throwing hands. Man. Okay, so we got Roger. Roger. Yeah. Keep your hands moving. Yeah. Keep your hands moving. Fuck with the rhythm. Man, you Stewart. Okay, so now we go to uh, his big brother. Oh, Floyd Senior. Now friend. we go to your uncle. <clears throat> or your cousin or your uncle, cousin. right? Cousin, I call okay. him uncle he's older, yeah. So now I would think that the differences between them would be very small because that's who mm -hmm. taught Roger. No. Very big differences between Jeff Mayweather, Floyd Mayweather Senior, and Roger Mayweather. Shout out well. to Jeff. That's my nigga. Hey, Jeff is, man, true story, right? Jeff so, is humble, so, bro. Man, Jeff. Went to line my haircut up right. He took my whole eyebrow off. <laughs> <laughs> then he tried to put it back with a sharpie. I said, <laughs> nah, I said Jeff, I said, you can't be doing my oh. shit like how you do your shit. <laughs> <laughs> he tried to give him that high eyebrow. Hey, but That's crazy. Hey, shout out to Jeff. But uh, see, Jeff was a straight boxer. Jeff really had power, but his quickness was what got him around. Floyd Sr., he had snap. He, he, he had snap. You guys are similar. Yeah, so like I say, his snap. I, I I'm snappy. Yeah, he has snap when he fought Sugar Ray Leonard. Nobody knows, but I think he had got shot like in the leg not too long before that fight, mm. and he wasn't even supposed to take that fight. He's in there giving Leonard the business. Bounces, he, he just wasn't in shape. Shit out, but he was jet. sharp. Floyd is very sharp, like a Bruce Lee. Fop. That's yeah. how that's how Floyd what Floyd Senior is, and then Floyd Junior, he's all them wrapped up because he can box, he can put snap or he can put power. Because Floyd's not a one punch. Boom. Right, right. None of his uncles was. But his uncles was what? Snappy? Yeah. Quick. And what? Shit, fast. Exactly. And that's yeah, what Floyd is. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Snappy popped that power to get you drunk, and you're like, oh, shit. And then by that time, he already behind you whooping your ass again. Okay, so, <laughs> right. so Roger, we got hand movement. Yeah. Floyd Sr., what snap. do we have? Snap. snap. So snap. He was crisp about snap. Floyd would hold his hand like this and tell you to jab. So the, the way to get perfect snap is to relax and last minute tense up at the end. Oh. That's, mm -hmm. a, that's a snap. Yeah, like Bruce Lee, pow. It's a snap yeah. at the end. So you have to relax your body and be calm in order to snap. That's why if you look at him, he's like, he talked nice and tight and relaxed. When I say tight, you're not actually tight. When I say tight, it's like if you had to be inside a silhouette, your body should be like this. Right, right. Oh, wow. Yeah, so like terms. Tightness don't mean, uh. Yeah, it just mean being. Tightness yeah. mean tight and right, like get your shit together. Nice and you ready to go. Like if you about to. Yeah, about to yeah, draw that. Yeah, ready, right. you ready. So this your draw right here, and uh, man, psh, but like even Manuel Stewart, but what, what none of the Mayweather's taught me, and Manuel Stewart taught me, your first defense is what, 
your hands. You look at a lot of crunk fighters, they fight that style here. You gotta make it past my hands to hit my face. And before you make it past, after you make it past my hands, you gotta beat my feet. Right. So he told me your first defense, most people try to slip and do all this crazy shit. Your first defense is your hands. You look at Sugar Ray Robinson, Benny Clisco. Clisco, you use your, oh, you open your hand up, it's like a boxing man. Right. So at that point, when people throwing punches, you hand patting them. You hand patting their ass. Yeah, I've never even thought. And Floyd, we huh? look at that Floyd Canelo fight. Every time Canelo thought he was about to do something, Floyd had his hands out yeah, here. Yeah, keep your hands you up. Yeah, I never. Fighter I has to make it past. You look at old school fighters and they had their chins up. They had their chins really down because they knew that in order for you to throw a punch, you got to make it past my hands. So you weren't worried about That's no dope. punches. That's yeah. the science behind it, but boxing's changed since then. But I still practice the boxing. I can have my hands right here in my chest. Because of your athleticism. Athleticism and me knowing boxing, I can touch your elbows before you throw a punch. You got to move your elbow to throw a punch. If my hand is like this, you can't throw a punch. Right. My hand is like this on your elbows. Look at Oh, Horn. so you oh, my hands are wow. open. <laughs> That's some He told me yesterday, <laughs> if you give me 10 minutes, I can teach you enough to whoop yes. any nigga. And I already got like, <laughs> you, 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 you look at George, you look at George Foreman, right? Yeah. George Foreman mastered the technique where everybody looked at him as a brawler. He is like a he has a doctor's behind making you go which way he wants you to go. So like the only way I can explain it, I'm gonna show you because you big. Come on. Hold on, let him get you in frame. You get him in frame when they get up. <laughs> they might have to back up a little bit, huh? How you gonna get his damn tall? Yeah. Yeah. Like, oh. He ain't do nothing, bro. No. <laughs> he just let be. He's missed all the layers. He's clean gutters. So, Blaze, we about to get Blaze. Because, look, this nigga think he... Hey, this nigga think he could whoop Tyson. I mean, he is big. I know he's just big. He might be able to. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, we about to fight, right? To that right yeah. now so okay oh. so you're saying go back to what you were saying right before you sat down what sugar ray leonard changed about the, how the changing the round oh yeah all, how all that so that happened when marvin Hagler fought sugar ray leonard the rounds went from 15 to 12 and they went from thumbless gloves to the gloves who have thumbs attached that was the benefit of sugar ray leonard and they made it a bigger ring i think it's supposed to be like 12 by 12 or something but like 15 by something crazy it was a big ass ring you look right. at the fight sugar ray leonard is moving like he's supposed to the first five six rounds and holding now, Hagler is what? He's a pressure fighter. He's a bully. With thumbs, you can grab people with them gloves. You don't realize that, but how I grabbed your elbow? Yeah. Can you imagine pushing as hard as you can and I grab your elbow? Yeah. That's going to tire your ass out. Yeah. And what did Hagler do? Hagler's here. He's he's thumping on your inside, so he's trying to he's, he's gonna use his hands to make sure he gets inside you. When he gets inside, it's over with. Yeah. So best thing you can do is put them new gloves with the thumbs attached so your hands can only move so much. I didn't know that because it's funny. It, was all, it always seems like yeah. boxing had a special interest behind that fight. Oh. Because the way the way they did the way they did Hackler, 
And have to do the right thing. You know, I'm retired. Man, f this. I ain't dealing with this. It's just it's, it seemed like everything was against him that night. I didn't. I didn't even oh, realize. Oh, it was the from stuff. the from the paycheck to him getting that fight. Hagler worked his ass off to get to that point. He was like never 10 getting years. Wasn't he? Was, he was never getting. They booed him when he won the world championship over in I think in the UK. They was throwing yeah. hot dogs and bottles. Yeah, because he's always an underdog. Because what he's tough. You got to call him. Like he changed his government name to Marvelous Marvin. to get that respect because he wasn't getting the respect he deserved in real life. So wow. he says, if I put Marvelous in my name, literally, they got to respect. They have to say, call me Marvelous because he uh, wasn't getting the respect of Sugar Ray Leonard, who was really you know, Marvelous. Right. Marvin, like Marvelous, Marvin Hagler was fucking Marvelous, but he had to change his name because the game wasn't giving him the respect he deserved. He's fighting on these cards and he's like, how come I'm making a hundred thousand and Sugar Ray Leonard is f making five million? Right. This ain't right. And right. we both we got the same record, same way. What's the difference? That phase should have happened in eighty one, eighty two. Man, you know it's, it's, it's the it's the politics and the people pulling strings behind boxing, just like at, at a job. Maybe you should have got the job, but strings pulling. We gonna give him the job, right? What you gonna do? Cause it's do, you against them now. Do you think Sugar you know? Ray Leonard ran from Aaron Pryor? Hell yeah, everybody did, especially when he's on that dope. <laughs> yeah, when he, when he was coat mate, everybody know when he hopped up. And he said, give me the other bottle. Something's, something's in that bottle. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't hey, give a fuck what nobody it. says. Yeah. I don't know. Hey, R.P. the legend, but something was in that bottle. Yeah, yeah. sugar. That's when he had that Lori Lightfoot afro. The little that's, mini hey, that's afro. When he, that, yeah. The hawk, when he pointed at your girls from that ring, you knew he was about to be fighting your ass off the whole night. He's going to be in your chest. He's going to be in your yes, yes all night, right yeah. there in front of you. That's an awful fight. He ain't going to let you breathe. He ain't going to let you think. You can't even wink. Can't do shit. That's that dope boxing for sure. You ever yeah. seen two base heads fight? Yeah, the zeal and the intensity is incredible. It's amazing. It's, it's over. For Crazy the part. It's, it's in sport. It's in spurts. <laughs> <laughs> and I be hear this a lot of the base head fight. Now I'll be right back. Yeah. Now, that's okay, motherfucker. I'll be right back. Ain't going nowhere. Just walking. I'll be back. The closest I came to that is saying Autobots get angry. Yeah, man. Hey. So okay. Cool. Cool. So we got. So from Roger, we got moving your hands. Yeah. From Floyd Senior, we got snap. Yeah. Snap is when you keep your body loose right before you hit your target. You imagine Bruce Lee. Just imagine Bruce Lee. That's that's what he transferred over to boxing. That's what that's the type of technique he taught. Relax and snap at the end. Like flow like water. Water can flow into any instrument you put it into. Right. You know what I'm saying? So 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 next we got a manual or somebody before manual. Manual Stewart. Okay. Um, so talk about the differences in a manual as opposed to your uh, your, your cousins. Well, manual taught. Uh, you know, your first defense is your hands and then your feet. Well, okay, we went over that, right? Yeah. Okay. So who's that, sir, man? I would say, well, be, well, before any of those guys was uh, Hank Johnson. Hank Johnson. Hank Johnson taught me to shift my weight a six inch punch, which is like a Joe Lewis knockout punch. Joe Lewis mastered the six inch punch where he had, he could throw a punch this far and knock you out because he's shifting his whole body into the punch. So at this point, he's not hitting you with his hand. His hand's the vessel. He's shifting all his weight and hitting you with nothing but just dead weight. But it's so it's, it's so calm, you don't think it's nothing on it. And you just, you know, I'm going to eat this. And he puts you to sleep because everything's on it. Hmm. So like Joe Lewis, he mastered, it's called the six-inch punch. Hmm. Punch only had to travel six inches from to knock you out. So how do hmm. you stop a punch like that? You can't. You look at anybody, they either knocked him out or he knocked him out. Right, 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 right. So my coach taught that. And you know what? For I almost left him. Because for four months, we practiced nothing but this six-inch hook. And I'm like, man, I ain't about to knock nobody out with this shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm here. I'm hitting this bag. And it looks just like this. It's just a little, sh it's just a shift, just like this. I'm just shifting my yeah. feet. Yeah. Man, I went to this tournament and won my first national title, knocked this Puerto Rican out the first day with it. Boom. 
He knocked his dick in the dirt. He fell <laughs> dick first, boom. Yeah. And my coach said, see, I told you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the shit you thought that wasn't going to work. Hey, that's usually what it is. The yeah. shit that you think's not going to work is going to work. Yeah. What was going through your head in the, in the transition to using that motherfucker? Like, Talking to the mic. Now. Oh, my bad. What was put, it? Put it back on there so oh. it's the level. He told me to hold it. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. well, yeah, just keep it up there. So, like, what was the transition going before? Did you doubt it before you threw the motherfucker? Nah, you have to, like, obliterate doubt. You have to destroy doubt. Mm. Doubt don't exist. It's just shit. You ain't got doubts when you when you ain't got no doubt when you back there shooting dice with the homies. You shooting strong. Right. Everything. Baby needs shoes. Wife needs clothes. <laughs> you shoot the motherfucker same way with boxing. You just gotta roll the dice. Question: Do you think you can knock one of his strong ass teeth out in six inches? Who? Oh, Is that his? Look, look at his mouth. Look at his teeth. You think you can knock a tooth out in six inches? Shit, knock his tooth out. Shit, I, I. Give you a neck, I hit your ass so hard. Boy. Uh, uh, you heard me say, gonna give you a neck. Hey, <laughs> okay, so the Puerto Rican trainer you have now yeah. is the one who taught you the six inch punch. No, that, that was the first trainer. That was the first trainer. The coach I got now taught me this walk, which is called it's the Max Bear walk. So, my coach I have now is Puerto, he's a southpaw. So, if you don't know, like southpaws in the 80s and 90s, they're very slick because they fought at an angle. Everything's at an angle. Like in the middle of their body, they ain't square like this. They're at a complete angle. So they're only giving you this side of their body because the other side is over here. You can't get right. to it. This side, you can't get to it. Me and you fighting, I'm not fighting you like this. I'm fighting you at a slick angle. Now, look, all you see is this side. Yeah, James Tony. James Tony, but he's orthodox. This is yeah. more like a Pinel Whitaker. Right, right. Slickness. Sweepy, yeah. Sweepy, fighting at an angle. So him being left-handed, he's teaching me a whole, I'm, I'm learning boxing, but from the other side. Right. Of a southpaw boxing. It's completely different because they don't throw... They don't throw jabs. They throw hooks. Right. And, you know, his mindset behind it, which is crazy, but he's like, he thinks it's because, uh, you know, the earth and gravity and how the earth is tilted. That's why southpaws don't jab like this. They hook because they're just, they're pulled to throw this way. They don't fight. If you flip an orthodox fighter, they don't fight that way. They fight a completely different way than the orthodox fighter. It's completely different. It's right. crazy. It's completely different. Like hooping. I'm pretty sure motherfuckers who are left-handed, they be doing moves and shit that's way different than the right-handed right person because it works for them that way. Yeah. You feel me? Wow. So like, how, do you, how do you, what made you pick this trainer? What was it about him? Man, I didn't pick him. Like boxing is like boxing chooses you. Anything in boxing, you don't pick. It chooses you. When it's time to, you have it. No right. matter how hard you fight, how hard you train. If you're not supposed to have it, it's not going to happen. Right. So, man, I went through these coaches, and I'm like, man, I keep getting dealt a bad hand in coaches. And the uh, crazy thing is he saw me before I saw him. I was fighting. He said, uh, I was fighting a couple of years ago, and he saw me on TV. And he talks like this. He's Puerto Rican, but he's from Hawaii, mm -hmm. and he moved to New York. That's hilarious. So, he's Caribbean island. They think he, th he thought he was a baby Samoan growing up. Yeah, like his voice. He'd be like, make it more better, Sims. Make it more better. That's how he talk. <laughs> so, um. He told me, he was like, Sims, I saw you on the TV. And I'm like, I'll train that kid. That's the only kid I know I could train because of the boxing. Like, I'm going to go back to my voice. But because of the boxing that he knows, he knows that's the only person that he'd be willing to train. Because we understand the same boxing. But he said, there's little things that's off, but you're doing a whole lot of shit naturally that you don't even know. There's a whole nother world of boxing he opened me up to. Because every coach that I had, besides Emmanuel Stewart and Hank Johnson and Rogers and the Mayweathers, would tell me, this is wrong, this is wrong, this is wrong. Don't do that. When actuality is right, depending on the coach because they know how to use this. If you right. don't know how to use it, then you see there's a flaw. When actuality is a weapon. It'd be a equivalent to somebody yeah. th 
you know, he see bullets that, sh- that he, all he got to do is put them in a gun. But mm-hmm. when he see you with the bullets, you throwing them at people. Yeah. 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 Bullets don't work. Yeah. Well, nah, nigga, yeah. Put it in a gun and shoot it, you stupid yeah. motherfucker. Right. It's, like, it's, like, it's like a good basketball coach. Like yeah. A good shooting coach is going to let you keep your form. He's yeah. going to modify the form that exactly. you have. You he's going to change add. somebody's form. He's going to add. But a lot of times now with these coaches, they've gotten popular, have gotten known with this type of fighter, this type of style, so they try to put that on you because that's what they know. Mm-hmm. A lot. That's why Roger that said, sense. motherfuckers don't know shit about boxing. <laughs> that's, that's real, real tough. Yeah. yeah. And we're going to play a song from the Chill Never Withers, man. We're going to play, uh, we're going to play Bitch Ninja. What? It's Go ahead and play Bitch Ninja. It's a song from this LP I put out called The Chill Never Withers. It's called <laughs> Bitch Ninja. Did you find that? Oh, uh, you don't. You didn't find it, huh? Okay, let's see here. Hold I'm on. gonna see this. <laughs> so what? What be your mindset be, behind fighting Mike Tyson? What you gonna do? Keep him in reach? Well, hold on. I think you know, we're gonna we'll come back one second. Oh, my bad, oh, Jeff. Yeah. Uh, I want you to ask that on camera. Oh, okay, for sure. I want you to really grill him because. <laughs> you ain't fighting with him. You let a man cartwheeled and punch you and said you wasn't Bitch, living with him. They show out around you. Won't Bitch, do a thing about a it. Thugging and harmonizing. Watch me sing about it. You have a white mind. You think blacks are lazy and mixing Kool-Aid with they white wine. And that's the thing about it. Can't even talk to you. Ghost of a real nigga. You fight your girl, man. Cuss out the mail, man. Go to jail, man. Become a trail, man. And that's the thing about it. That's, that's a good title to a song, but it ain't like a song. And I'm thinking you a bitch, nigga. You a bitch, nigga. You probably fuck around and try to kick the nigga. Can they hear it? You a bitch and I know what you'll say. You run way back over there and say shit's happening today. The money, the ops, the drop. But I ain't no dope dealer and I ain't running from no cops. And why should I? I'm so hard to find this five had to hire a private guy because I'm a private guy. Like, for you. Everybody knows what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> not even trying to dance. I didn't say that. Don't like this for you, man. She was good for the dishes and to buy some fries. Probably with the good dog. Hold on. Come on, shit. Though I'm not a good father, I'ma need my chunk. You a bitch, ninja. You a bitch, ninja. You probably fuck around and try to kick me. You a bitch, ninja. You a bitch, ninja. You probably fuck around and... Yeah, so for the next song, when we play it, I want it to play with the mics off. You know what I mean? So, so they can just hear the song. I don't know if that's possible doing it through you. Yeah, we can do that. Okay, cool. So we'll get back into it, and then I'll tell you when to play the next one. Uh... Okay, cool. All right, so we know the homie been calling out Mike Tyson. Yeah, you yeah. asked him. You had a question for him. I said, "What would be your mindset to beat Mike Tyson?" What would be my mindset? Yeah, like what's the plan? Oh man, I. Uh, oh shit! <laughs> hey, every press conference I've seen like <laughs> this. Breezy's yeah. edges. First, I'm gonna eat right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna be a good diet. <laughs> then, then I'm gonna take my glasses off. Yeah, yeah, real uh, let him know I'm serious. You never show up on my motorcycle. I know yeah. I'm gonna do that. Got to be got, cool. Got to be cool. All right, so I need to hear this. He's talking about he gonna whoop Mike. I need oh, to know. Yeah, man. I don't need no plan. I mean, you know, when you practice. Smooth. <laughs> 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 too cool. <laughs> See, like, this is my professor, so, like, I know, I've seen it. 
I've seen these answers before, so I'm just like, I'm listening because I'm like, okay. Yeah, yeah I'm gonna do what I do, man. You know, I'm 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 already fueled, man, since he, you know, he whooped the boy on the airplane. That dude was a crack factor, man. And I don't like that. You know what I'm saying? He got a right to listen to whatever podcast he wants to. Yeah. Mike picked on him for that, man. So, you know, I don't like bullies, man. And uh I say yeah. the jab gotta be his number one. I mean, it's like, I won't call it bullies. Like, you know, people purposely fuck on Mike Tyson. Like, I didn't fade people purposely fuck on me. And they say, you know, you should have done that. You're a bully. Yeah. He's fucking with me. Well, I'm fucking with none of y'all. Right. So, like, if I was on the plane, yeah. he lucky. Yeah. <laughs> Mike was nice to him. So yeah, I ain't going to yeah. be nice. Yeah. No, I, no, no. You, and you're agile. Mike can't, <laughs> can't fit between them little lanes and no. the plane. Like, oh, <laughs> get in and out them lanes, nigga, yeah. and knock you up, wake you back up. Yeah. Knock yeah. you back out, wake you back up. What are you saying? I didn't see the outcome be this way, this way. So, I, you know, it's 50-50 because with that type of confidence and knowing what he know, he ain't saying what he going to do. Right. Then he might be able to do something. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's, <laughs> yeah, that's what he said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, I'm the manager right now talking yeah, for him. That's yeah. how this usually go. When they say that shit, that's when the manager got to come and say, he's ready. He's been training all week. He's ready. <laughs> he's ready. When Blaze does this, this so it's over. Like, when you, when you put that up. That. Who do that? When he, when he blame, when he do that? Uh, he be doing that? Okay. <laughs> what? Hell yeah. I say, yeah. so you signed with Jay-Z too? Okay. They're going to hear killing us today. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm just asking. I didn't know because I'm like, okay. So that means like he signed with Jay-Z promotions because that's what they do. <laughs> yeah, right. Okay, cool. So we just finished talking about uh, the, the trainer yeah. and how y'all hooked up. Yeah. So y'all first fight together, was there chemistry or you had to build that me chemistry? Me and Ricky's? Yeah. Man, that shit was hilarious. My first fight with him was in Dubai. Mm. Okay. Actually, you know what? I had, I had like, I had almost slapped his coach at a gym. So I can say that was almost my first fight because like Ricky was there and he he told me chill out. But my actual first fight was in Dubai when I fought for the W uh, title I have with me. We're in the ring and he told me, hey Sims, don't get a speeding ticket. <laughs> That's what he said when he told me slow down, right? Yeah. So I'm in the middle of a fight. I'm like, okay, I got you. And he kept, like, his thing, he says a whole fucking fight, which is so dope. I've never seen a coach do this. He recites, like, mafia movie sayings the whole fucking fight. Forget about it. He's a fugazi. Forget about <laughs> it. The whole fight. You can hear from the corner. This is yeah. by the beam, boom. He's a fugazi. Dead. Forget about him, right? <laughs> but it was, um, it was amazing. This connection we had. Cause I, it's the first time I didn't feel alone since Emmanuel Stewart or Mayweather yeah. or Hank Johnson passed away because my fight before that when I fought for the WBO and I lost I had a coach who tried to leave the day before and catch a flight out because I didn't give him 20% as a manager right and he was a coach he wanted more money so he left right so ultimately he, he showed me that this paper is more important than our relationship which I've known him for 20 years right wow. you know I grew up without a father so a man has been in my life for that long as far as my boxing life Man. That I believe in. Every time I go in here, go to war, I'm going yeah. off of what he told me. Yeah. And him to flip on me like that, yeah, that's cool. made, made me doubt everybody around me. It made me see everything for right. what it was. So you know what? Speaking on it, it was a blessing because now, coach, I got never do that shit. I yeah. bet you. He beat don't the let dog. me. He don't let me walk by myself at a fight. He with me all the time. Yeah. Sims, we got walk more, more better. We got to go do this, Sims. We yeah. always calling me, asking me. This is what he always say, which is crazy. Anybody know me? No, I don't like do like any crazy type of drugs and shit like that. But he always call me Blake Sims. You ain't doing heroin, are you? <laughs> <laughs> I swear to, I swear to God, all the time, like at least once or twice a week. You smoking no crack, are you? I said, Coach, like you was up in New York in the eighties, not me, okay? 
Give me something else. Say you don't do no heroin between your toes, huh? And he don't do no drugs, no like that. But he just he just always calling me, asking me crazy shit because usually fighters have some crazy type right. of addiction yeah. behind closed doors. That's yeah. what makes us crazy in the first place. You feel right, me? Right. They just shoot heroin between their toes. Oh yeah. So they can hide the so marks. They can hide the needle marks. So they shoot their mm -hmm. legs. They won't shoot their arms and shit. Wow. Yeah. yeah, I heard. I heard somebody in yeah. boxing say the hardest thing with boxers, with dealing with fighters, is getting fighters into the fights and getting them because they be into all kind of crazy. Hey, you got, stuff. you got, you got two types of side of fighters. You got fighters who, like, you know, they have demons that they'll never talk about, so they gotta use something to, to kill it. Yeah. You got fighters who attack those demons head on, and you see it, like you would say, uh, Muhammad Ali. He didn't go and start using dope, and they stopped him from fighting. Yeah, and they blacklisted him because he didn't want to go to the army. What did he start doing? He started going around and talking to kids and became a magician and used his yeah. gift on the world. Right. Most fighters don't do that. Right. Like, yeah. unfortunately, Alexis Aguayo, he killed himself. He became, like, I think president of, of, of his country, like, or he became, like, mayor or something big. Governor. Yeah, somebody. He's in politics for And me. I guess, like they said, he never really dealt with, you know, him, like, giving up boxing or whatever the case was or losing. It was uh, it's awful, but... You got two types of fighters. Fighters who can deal with that shit, to deal with that demon and use it, and then fighters who use these the crazy fighters you see right. on TV all riled up. There's, there's something deeper behind that shit. Right. Because right. we fighters. We ain't got to act like that. We about to fight. I ain't got to yeah. act all crazy and talk to you crazy and tell them to kill your mama and yeah. choke you and all this. You know? Yeah. You look yeah. at Mike Tyson now. You see Mike Tyson now as a man. He was dealing with hell. You feel me? Yeah, he was. But at the time, y'all just see him like it's this crazy just... Raging bull who's just like can't be controlled. He's not listening. He's he's dangerous. Not knowing everybody fucking poking him and fucking with him and trying to cheat him and steal from him around him. Was Manny Pacquiao on steroids? What? <laughs> I mean, he got a head like Barry Bonds, bro. I don't know if he on steroids. Shit, hey. I ain't gonna lie, his head about the same size as his. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's crazy. You know, for his body, his calves and his head is huge. You like a little cartoon figure running around. <laughs> I bet you know? the fight you had. Uh... Uh, when the trainer left you the day before, I bet you beat the shit out that dude, huh? No, nah, man, actually, that's, a, that's my one loss. That fight uh, was awful. Uh, I'm fighting my first world title. I'm fighting a, a South American killer. What we call uh, those South American killers, most people from South America can punch. They yeah. got this natural strength that's just like a, a wrecking ball hitting you. Right, right. When you look at, like, um, I can't even think of fighters right now, but... Yeah, man, he hit me in the fourth round. I'm like, Coach, what round is it? Well, it was the eighth round. I thought it was the fourth round. Like, right. he hit four rounds out of me. It's the yeah. first time, yeah. And he had these, you know, crazy part was, like, it's like the unseen. But usually, you know, you bring your gloves to the fighter. You have, like, uh, you send them to the promoter. And then they bring your gloves out when it's time to look at your gloves a day, two days before. Yeah. His gloves was already used. But I'm fighting for the Latino title, so I can't really say much about it. I'm just like, Oh, you, you know. can be the non-Latino and get the Latino title? So my mother's Cuban, so Cuban. that's what allowed me to fight for yeah. the Latino title. Mm -hmm. So me and my father's African-American mothers were Cuban and natives. He's Cuban and Native American. A, yeah. ra a rapper host. Y'all can, can crack jokes the about that shit later. Yeah. You got to give head to get out this track. Yeah. I'm from this. <laughs> 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 lifetime member, but I mean, yeah. you suck the dick. Yeah. You hey, I had to rap a hoe. Yeah. <laughs> I, I got a question. Yeah, they're across the street from our tribe, man. Mm -hmm. The smack a hoe tribe. Smack a hoe tribe. I got a question. What was your thoughts on the, the drunken master, Emmanuel Augustus? His... He, talked about that he, was, he was Floyd Mayweather's hardest fight. He was a master because he did all that, but if you dissect that, there's a rhythm yeah. he already of, in his of rhythm. being That's unpredictable. Crazy. That's the rhythm. Boom. It's a rocking. So when, no matter what you do, anything that's coming this way, I'm going this way or, or this way with it. And eventually, yeah. you get to punching that where I'm 
where you think I'm going to be at versus where I'm actually at. And you get looking fucking stupid because you punch in air. Because yeah. you think I'm going to be over here, but I didn't broke the rhythm. And now I'm doing this shit and I'm stopping and doing weird shit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm, my body locked up and you hit me and I bounce back and hit you. You like, you know. Hey, I thought the judge that took a lot of fights from him. Because, of course, of course. Because of the way he acted. <clears throat> I mean, people fear what they don't understand. That boxing is something he created. How anybody else going to understand it? Right. So it's a beat inside his head that nobody else can see. Right. Well, who was the... Who was the hardest? What fighter's rhythm was hardest for you to get? Was oh, when like, I was fighting him? Yeah, like I just can't dial into this. Um, Montana Love. Montana Love, he's a big fighter right now. He's like, he fights like maybe 145, 147. But um, when we was kids, we used to bet like donuts and like 50 cent honey buns for fight, like at fights. Because he lived in Ohio, lived in Indiana. So when we had regionals, we would meet, and we knew once we go there, we going to nationals, we gonna whoop everybody. Because right. I seen him in nationals for like 14, 15 years straight as a kid. Right. So it's like, this is my partner now. Man, we fought when we was like maybe 10 or 11, man. And my mom was crying, his mama crying, because we best friends, but we had to fight because I got bigger and now we're in the same weight class. Right. But like, we was different because we both, we both had like crazy mamas, but I had the materialistic things I needed. He did it. So like his mom, you know, he, he came up rough. He came up the hard way. So he used to come like and carry a pistol yeah. into the weigh-ins. He's 12 years old carrying a big-ass pistol in the weigh-ins, <laughs> yeah. taking off a peacoat with Jim Jones braids and tattoos, but he's 12 years old. I, it's no fucking lie. You can well, look at these pictures. Montana yeah. Love. Anybody know Montana Love now? Name, yeah. They don't know the Montana Love back then. Montana Love now is like happy with his little dog and smiling and shit. Yeah. When we was kids, everybody was scared of Montana Love because he carried a pistol and he was grown as shit. Yeah. He was right. grown. Right. So we fought and um, ended up beating him. He's a southpaw, but he fought. He would check hook. So he gave you he gave you like the idea that he was here because he put all his weight on his front foot. And when you go to throw the punch, he changed all his weight from his front foot to his back foot, almost like a fadeaway. Yeah, right. You right. think it's there, and then when you're trying to jump at, I already already dictated how far I'm about to go back. You ain't gonna be able to beat it because I already I, I already outthought you. Right. So right. that's how like it was always hard. He's always a step ahead of me being the softball. He's always sliding back, and I'm coming to him. Right. Right. It's like a linebacker waiting for a running back every time. You're gonna be on my move because you got to make the move I make. Right. Right. I got the rock, so it's all for me. Cause you, right. you know what I'm saying. I'm coming to you. Yeah. So I was coming to him trying to get him, and man, I beat him. But it's the hardest fight I ever had because it's like I thought I was two, three steps ahead of him. And he had beat me every time. You ever thought you killed somebody in the ring? Yeah. <laughs> many times. <laughs> See, I just keep you know what? Many times I didn't put motherfuckers to sleep and woke them back up. You know you could do that, right? If you hit a motherfucker and you knock them out, like almost when they out on their feet, don't hit them again. Because you hit them again, they might wake back up. Oh, uh, yeah. And they'd be like brand new. You know that? You just rejuvenated me with that right <laughs> yeah. I'm back. I'm back, nigga. Yeah. Hey, real shit. I hit motherfucker. He was, I'll hit him again. He was like, woo. <laughs> I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> hey, I've seen, seen that before at school one time. Nigga got knocked out. Yeah. And nigga kicked him in the face. He got back up. Right up. Again. Hey, I had homeboys. I go check him in the locker room afterwards after the fight. You're like, you good? He's like, man, I'm hyped, I'm ready to go fight in front of my family, see everybody. I'm, he don't know he got knocked out in the fourth round, thirty oh, minutes wow. ago. <laughs> but, but you see, that's the mind. That's the shock of like you can really knock some shit out of motherfuckers' head, nigga. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> For real, motherfuckers <laughs> didn't already lost. They <laughs> fighting in the locker room, warming up for the fight. <laughs> I, I probably sound like you know, I'm like fighting. I don't fight pedestrians, but like you fight me, I'll make you forget your name, homie. Uh. Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> you mad a motherfucker hit you and somebody asked you what's your name? You like, 
God damn, I don't know what my name is. My fucking hit me last week. I, that's the one thing I can't remember. I know my job, my phone number, my social kit. First professional fight. My first professional fight, I almost lost, man. I fought my fucking name, James Guy, with one gold tooth. His last name was Guy? Guy. Guy. No, Guy, like a guy. Oh, God. Yeah, one gold tooth. Carl yeah, one gold tooth. That's why I know I couldn't trust him. Cause my <laughs> got one go two for me in the cheek, cause he ain't got two. You feel me? So, yeah, yeah, yeah we'll man. Buy one go two. Exactly right. It ain't nineteen ninety nine. One go two, please. So what, what was so tough about uh, James Guy? Uh, somebody I know named Reggie Strickland. Reggie Strickland actually has the he has the worst record in the history of boxing. <laughs> <laughs> What's the nigga record, bro? As you can look it up. It's really bad. He's from Indianapolis. But here's a crazy, crazy thing. He throws fights purposely. That's what he does. He throws fights, right? Yeah. He's a matchmaker, too. So he works on the other side of boxing. Like, he know he can get paid building other people's careers. Oh. But one time, this motherfucker pissed him off and disrespected him, and he knocked him out. Because Reggie can really fight. So what Reggie used to do is Reggie used to, like, collect spit in his mouth and shit and wait for you to hit him and spit the spit out like you hit him hard. Mm, because bro. he knew if... He do that, you know, actually knock him out. He can go and fight next weekend and make another check taking the L. Versus you knock him out, and now he can't fight. Oh, wow. But somebody disrespect him, some upcoming undefeated fighter, 15 you know, 15 knockouts. Reggie is like 60 wins or like 400 losses or some shit. <laughs> <laughs> Reggie slept this motherfucker. <laughs> guess who Reggie know? Reggie know Beeman, old man Beeman yeah. I was talking about. You know, this old 90-year-old man who slept a young dude. He... This man had a breathing tube on, right? He had a breathing tube on, like an IV in his arm with a little, you know, old man had a little pad, little patch, a cotton with a little tape over yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he had liver spots, so that's an old ass man. Somebody disrespected him, whatever the case was. They hopped in the ring, he pulled all that shit off and whooped him, stuck him out. Hopped back and put his breathing mask on and everything. This mm. motherfucker, they both know each other. Because yeah. the boxing I know is like, we don't punch the target, we punch through the target. Right. So, like, LA, LA known for. West Coast boxers known for, you know, similar to how y'all swag is and how you talk. I'm going to press you. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, I ain't no punk. I'm about to give you these hands. Usually the mentality of wherever you're at is how you're going to, how they're going to box. Right, right. So like Phil basketball. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Philadelphia, you go to New York, it's going to be different than down south. Than right. it is in the Midwest. The Midwest, everybody's strong. So like coming up, motherfuckers are strong. They may not be fast, but if they hit you, they can put you to sleep. So that's why I got good at being sharp because, like, there, everybody's strong. <laughs> Right, right. What's it there? Corn. Yeah. Corn fed. Just yeah. Motherfuckers are strong. So so the guy that's sixty and four hundred, his name is Reggie. His name is Reggie Strickland. And uh he's like been behind some of the biggest fights in boxing. He's built some of the biggest records. But you know, there's a guy, it's a white boy named um damn it. He knocked out he knocked out uh um Hector Chavez. Not Hector Chavez. Boy. No, he knocked out to a Puerto Rican. What's the Puerto Rican's name uh, with the escrow? Uh, uh, Hector Camacho. Yeah, Hector Camacho? Okay. Yeah, he knocked out Hector Camacho, and you can look this up. His name is, um, I can't even think of his name. But crazy part, man, if he's watching this, I ain't even trying to mess with you, man. Like, we we, we, we tight. But he he wear a toupee, right? So I tell people all the time, like, he knocked out Hector Camacho. He's like, man, this motherfucker didn't knock out no Hector Camacho. Hector Camacho knocked that shit off his head. You feel me? <laughs> he, got, he got a whole toupee on his head. <laughs> During the fight. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> His name is Craig. Craig. His name is Craig. Is it? His name is Craig Hawk, I think. Look it up. His name is Craig Hawk. Look. Fight over it. With a C. Not a K. <laughs> it's with a C, not a K. Okay. That's wild. So there's an actual profession of people who help 
it's not a promoter. It's just people who help build fighters' records. I mean, like some people, you call them like um, a smoker fight. It's like fights you have like not at a casino, but like maybe a convention or everybody's just drinking or maybe like at a hockey arena. Those are smoker fights. Right, okay. Where like the ring girls is ugly and shit. Smoker fights, right? Yeah. Like he's like you walk into the room, you stepping on peanut shells and chicken bone wings. These are smoker fights. Yeah. So the smoker fight, man. <laughs> smoker fight. This boxing culture, man. It's something you gotta know. You gotta hey, be a boxer to know this shit. Smoker yeah. fight, you have a you pay to get on the card. So you pay for a slot fee, maybe five hundred dollars to get on the card. Wow. And then you can bring your own opponent. You pay for your own opponent. <laughs> So you're paying somebody to fight you, but here's the thing. Even though he knows he's going there to lose, he's still going to try to win. So if he lands a punch, he can knock you out. (laughs) (laughs) That's what's crazy, right? (laughs) So that's the scary part. Like, I know I'm not about to get knocked out by some motherfucking 60 and 200. You feel me? Like 60 wins or 200. Like, can you imagine that? So I fought this one dude, man, named Rayco Saunders. They call it Journeyman. I fought this Journeyman, right? Why, why do they call them journeymen? Call journeymen because these guys are like guys who had a great record, was going up, but something happened, but they decided to stay in boxing because they make money that way. So usually they got a lot of losses, but they know how to survive and they're still kind of dangerous. But they know they're going, they know they may lose, they're going to lose, but they still, they they fought like world champions. So you gauge yourself against how quick you can knock them out or how quick you can stop them. Right. Because if, say, Andre Ward stopped them in 10 rounds and you stop them in six, okay, getting somewhere. Yeah. Right, Andrew yeah. Ward tried to, but mm-hmm. if I could do it in six, then that's just an example. Right. So I fought this guy named Rayco Saunders, and he had fought like Andrew Ward and a couple big names. And afterwards, too, with journeymen, you ask them after the fight, like, you know, what should I have done different? Because they've been in there with the top guys. Right. And they can, they're used to filling certain beatdowns to let you know, okay, this was the beatdown. He's doing this, this well. He's doing this. They can right. tell you, like, when I was hurt, you should have hopped on me this time. Or you was over me too much. You, you Are you not letting you? You, should, you shouldn't let me breathe. You need to be on me right here. Or you're on me too much. They can tell you these things by experience. Mm, Sometimes so. it's better than the coach because the coaches, he don't know what it feels yeah, like to get yeah. his ass beat right. 17 times. So they give you notes on an ass whooping you gave them? Yes. That's dope. <laughs> but I'm saying not all of them do. Who Only gave ones the best do. notes? Huh? What journeyman gave you the best notes? Man, uh, I'd probably say the last one I just fought. His name was, uh, well, I didn't just I didn't just fight him, but I took a two-fight deal. So I'm going to say this for everybody watching. I took a two-fight deal to fight Dave Morrell. Dave Morrell has the WBA world title right now. So I took a fight, like a tune-up fight, on the same card as him, and I was going to fight him the next fight. So I signed a two-fight deal. They ripped up the contract after they seen me whoop this other guy. Mm-hmm. So the guy they gave me oh, had fought. Me fight that motherfucker? Yeah. yeah. So, so the guy, they, the guy they gave me, he's a known journeyman. So, like, usually he give motherfuckers run for their money. He don't get knocked out. He don't get stopped. Mm. Like, he he's slick. He might whoop your ass. He's from Florida. A little mean motherfucker. So I got in there with him. And uh, the first jab I hit him with is like an explosion of blood just right in my face. Damn. <clears throat> because now I'm learning how to box is a different boxer. Right. Like, now I'm learning. To be a real fucking weapon to lock shit is different than just hitting people. Right. I'm right. hitting you with a pole at this point. Cause now I'm perfecting over it. And I don't train with boxing gloves. I train with old school mittens. You know, little mittens. Right. Yeah. I train with mittens on. So when I'm punching, everything is locking. I got I'm locking everything. A boxing glove, I don't use that shit no more. Right. right. Anyways, uh, yeah, I hit him with the jab and <laughs> closed his eye, everything. He said he's never been hit that hard in his life. And he fought some of the hardest punchers ever. In my weight class. Right. He told me, man, anybody that feels your jab, he said, I don't know what the fuck they're going to do because he said, like, he was, he panicked. He, he didn't know what to do. Wow. 
So it's like my coach, uh, I haven't even known my own power because my coaches that I had who didn't know shit, when they found out I could punch, they all they wanted me to do was punch. They tried to just turn you into a Yeah, like you can punch now. We're going to make them knock everybody out. We can see like we made them do it. They're like, nah, I'm a boxer puncher. I want to work what works for me. Right. So like with this coach, he don't... He slows everything down to where like everything I do now is dangerous. Everything got power on it. How? Because I'm relaxed. Right. It's right. like a dead body. A dead body's heavier because it's completely relaxed right. than it would be moving and alive. Right. So right. I had that same physics to relax and then sling it, sling it some shit. Like James Tony. James Tony is the most relaxed fighter to ever mm -hmm. walked this planet. Right. right. His, there will never be a fighter as relaxed as him. Man. Right. He, he turned that neck. This oh, is no. Yeah. yeah. He having fun. <laughs> one second, one second. Go ahead. We're going to play another song. Look, hold on. Before you play the song, it's called Emmett Till. Oh, shit. I, I made this song from the perspective of a pimp that's pimping white bitches to get revenge for for Emmett Till. Oh, this is good. You made this song? Yeah. Like it's called, it's yeah. called Emmett Till, man. Go ahead and play that Emmett Till, man. Turn the mics off. It's a dope record. Nigga, this for Emmett Till. Met her at a bar and grill, she asked me for some pills. Whistle while I'm working, always over, never under kill. Ran about a bullet, had to switch it to a coca deal. Made that candy rank, cause on the fly, I'm so for real. Hundred for a gram, going ham on this bogus deal. Sniff it off the bus stop, off a of dirt and gum and whatnot. She got the grease freaking, and I told her this is where the buck stops. I know I sold you fake dope, you might have been with them folk. And them folks on impulse give info, but you cool. Got her what she needed. Pottery was seated, grew into a fuck fashion, raw dog and evenings. Too soon, she showed up with a young boy after a blue moon. She might be the father, can we honor him with two spoons? I'm thinking that we're done here. There's none with a gun here. Acting like a son here. This is gonna hurt the car, you. But I got about two more of you. Cause for every tear, there's a volunteer. She's my next by proxy. Your father was a Nazi. Started hiring you. Gave him a black grandchild exploring you. Niggas have a hand that don't play it right. Day and night. Ownership to customers with plan like day and night. With that in mind, take a trip in the blind to Spokane. Where it's a bigger difference than time. And oh man, we can get this shifting through fine. Too smart and too dark and subject to spine. And there's not a Agonzaga, that's another saga. Too many daughters with mother, father, that's a utter bother. Yeah, you're right. Diligent dummy, into the money, preferably funny. Hop on her mother's couch and start getting it from me. So white, cause if a nigga left, she wouldn't know right. Might be related to Snow White. Trip, so white. If Emma Till seen her, think that might be that bitch. No dice. She's working for me now, Mr. Till. She's a lowlife. It's Joe's bike. On her. Yeah, that's bold. She charges the same niggas that killed you for that lie she told. Changing, uh, changing uh, slavery like, in, in books of children to involuntary uh, servitude, indentured servitude, like involuntary slave yeah. uh, workers, yeah. some shit, some crazy shit. Not the word slave. No, it's uh, yeah, involuntary. They, take, they taking that out. They like there, yeah. there are movements around the country in Michigan. I was in a Twitter space today where like Michigan and like all throughout the country, where they're taking Black history in general mm -hmm. out the books. Like yes. the little, the few, the few inventions that they mentioned that we had. They trying to wipe all that out now. Yes, every every like little thing. America was just good, good, all love and Jesus. Yeah, that's wow. crazy, man. It's that's so unfortunate. Yeah. They said that was going on last year. I remember hearing about that last year. It's how awful. You, how you gonna make yeah. history PC? Yeah. Motherfucker, like this is what y'all did to us. Right, right. right. Just because it's uncomfortable for you to talk to around your kids because you wanna you wanna uh you know, you wanna convey this. Uh, weird imagery that uh, you know, white folks have always done right by motherfuckers and got you know, no, it's you, 
your great grandparents were evil. Yeah, <laughs> some of them motherfuckers still living. Some yeah. of them are still living. The bitch that killed Emmett Till, they just put an arrest warrant out just, for her. And this shit happened fuck out. Well, no, this, yeah, yeah, that was seven years story. later. Yeah. That what happened? The, the, the arrest warrant, the arrest warrant had been out. What happened was the arrest warrant. They they sent out an arrest warrant initially, but it never got to her. So when the, when the pressure got started mounting to for Carolyn Bryant to be arrested a few years ago, their excuse was we can't find the arrest warrant. So some people like kind of busted up in the police station. They went to the basement, the basement, and they found the old arrest warrant from like way back in the fifties. And they're like, okay, we got it now. So off for the last week. You even have people pull up to her old folks' home. All of her addresses, it's been like hundreds of people sitting out front like, y'all need to arrest her. Yeah. As a matter of fact, if y'all check my Instagram, I called earlier today. The district attorney, the uh, they're all, all their phone number and email. You look at my IG at Dewan B. I posted their phone numbers. So for people around the country to call in. Snatch her out that hospital bed, take the IV out her arm, <laughs> Knock out any doctor or nurse that try to stop you. <laughs> Put her old ass in the back of that squad car. Take her to that same river and yeah. make her go swimming. Hey, <laughs> I bet shit. Every warrant that if we ever got a warrant, that motherfucker found his way to us. Oh man, we didn't say yeah, we didn't did. see it. Quick, oh, you didn't see it. Your ass going to jail, right? And it'd be yeah, one thing if okay, y'all. It's, it's on one hand they erasing the history, but even more so they taking away like what we did. Like y'all just okay, y'all not going to mention the fact that. We we black people own cars long before Henry Ford. I mean, invented cars long before Henry Ford. Y'all not gonna y'all gonna take out the fact that we invented the light bulb and the and, and bioengineering and y'all don't say y'all want to take out what y'all did to us. Then y'all gonna take away what we did for ourselves. I mean, look at what's happening. There was, <laughs> there, Make sure you switch the view to whoever's talking, please. There was there was a brother that um was inventing a water powered car. Oh, and yeah. he just so happened to die in a mass shooting. Oh, yeah, yeah. Buffalo. And I, and you feel me? Situations store. like that. Every person who's created a water power car and a water power anything has been obliterated. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Was that, was that recent? Yeah, yeah that was that, that Buffalo, Buffalo shooting. shooting. Oh, the, the, the that nigga that did the water. Oh, wow. Show only watched 90s movies. He I'm, ain't just, seen I'm just saying, and, and, look at, and look at it. Like I say, <laughs> my mother's Cuban, right? No Latin kid, Hispanic kid, goes and shoots his grandma in the face. Right. And then he had this brand new truck and these high tech, no, guns. Where do you get money? It's a poor little Hispanic. Can we get money to do that shit? His grandma didn't give uh, it to Uvalde him. thing. You know what I'm yeah. saying? It's like even like in Chicago. When we lived in Indiana, I was around this shit all the time. It wasn't like gang killings and shit like his in LA. You had these little Chicago cats running around with these guns, but they're finding them in crates. Yeah. These abandoned crates and alleys in Chicago. Same right. way they found them out here. With these high-powered rifles. Who's putting them there? Yeah. We not putting them there to kill ourselves. Yeah. Right. You know right. what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's just like being in the Midwest and I, where I'm where I'm was born at the Ku Klux, the KKK was right down the street. It originated at Martinsville, Indiana. Yeah, I lived in Plainfield, Indiana. That's where Mike Tyson got locked up at. Mm -hmm. So when I, my mother sent me away at thirteen to Vegas because I was fighting with the racist white motherfuckers there. I was fighting with all of them because Martinsville they still have Confederate flags on the trucks, on their shirts. Avon they had Confederate flags on their shirts, shit like that. So I'm fighting with them because it's what. Freedom of speech, self-expression. But if you wear a weed flag or a Black Panther shirt or something, it, it, I don't like it. It sends out the stress. It, it, we don't like how it makes us feel. It makes us feel uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. wow. So it's like um, growing up, it's like I, I experienced that side of racism, which is like a time period I shouldn't have been in. It's like the 60s or 70s because it's still just as like when they look at you, it's a sense of entitlement like you're supposed to. 
You've been called a nigger before. Oh, of bro. course. It's the only place where I've been called a nigger was in America. I've right. traveled all across this world, and unfortunately, the racism I receive isn't from, let's say, we call white people. Because in, in the hood or black people, white people are what? People who have white skin, right. what we think of. But there's people in England that look like the white people in America, but they don't talk to me or treat me in that class. Right. Or when I went to Armenia, when I went to Puerto Rico, it's white people all across the world, people of all skins and color, but it's just like in America, it's okay to talk to somebody this way because or feel entitled that you can share your opinion because of somebody's skin color, how they walk or how they talk. Mm. Let's be real. You're entitled to your freedom of speech, but it's consequences to what the fuck you say. <laughs> right. And that's the issue now. Yeah. Them consequences is coming firsthand. But right. you know, we have all these rules and regulations to protect people and their rights. I said this, but you can't put your hands on me. Has another right. fighter ever called you a racial slur? Uh, of course. Who? I don't know. <laughs> I know they have though. Uh, I didn't language. You know what? Actually, you know in our in Armenia, uh, I was fighting for the junior worlds in Armenia, and a guy kept calling me monkey and racist slurs, and I, I body slammed him, kicked him, and got disqualified. And on the way out, I'm fighting with the Armenians and started a whole riot in Armenia. Hey. I'm sorry I'm itching to tell you this, but I got to tell you what happened when we was at dinner. Let's talk about it. We went to dinner the other night. We was chilling, man. We was eating some food, me, him, and his beautiful, you know, girlfriend. And uh, Don't say wife. She got to earn that first. She's like, him, yeah. his beautiful spouse, his wife. You got her hype over there. She hype like, Tos sabe, cabron. Don't talk to her crazy Puerto Rican ass person. So we, had, we had Yard House. What happened? So we're at Yard House, and I got my little dog next to me. I'm sitting with you. You're across from me just how we are now. My girl's next to me. And his friend is next to him. I got my dog next to me. She tells me, you know, the dog keeps barking. Put your hand in here to keep the dog soothed and keep him cool. So I'm like, all right. I'm talking to him. And uh, I touch my dog. I'm touching his little chest to keep him cool. And I get to his paw. And he's always really hot. So I'm like, okay, he's he mad hot right now. I'm touching his little hand. And you know what essence is? Somebody says essence, they do this shit with their hands. Add like, like your aura. Or something like the essence of something. Yeah, right. 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 Well, I did three fucking essence hands like this. <laughs> I did essence With his little hand. <laughs> In the middle of talking to him, I'm realizing that I just essence hand a whole piece of shit. Oh. With my motherfucking hand. Uh, oh, that's uh, funny. Yeah, <laughs> now you know, right? So I got a. I'm talking about like a. I got. A, I'm. I'm surprised. Like how big is this piece of shit in my fucking hand? Take a twix. It's like a twix in my fucking hand. I just squished no around, right? Uh, that ain't the worst part. So I'm like, you know what? I gotta keep a gangster because I got my hand inside. He's talking to me. He's looking at the dog and shit. And it's like mess material. So I don't know if he can see shit all over my hand. <laughs> I'm like, obviously he didn't because he popped back up and he's like talking and shit. So I'm, I'm cool about it. You know how little napkins and shit be has a little like little paper sticker keep yeah. it closed up. The yeah, silverware. Yeah, yeah. I pop it just like down the table, grab the napkin, <laughs> put it over my hand, tell my baby, hey, I gotta go, baby. I'm going to the bathroom. <laughs> so I slide to the bathroom. She get crazy. Go to the bathroom. And a motherfucker comes right behind me, but I'm not expecting to be behind me because the door didn't close. Right. right? <laughs> I take the napkin off and I got shit. <laughs> All through my hands, on the yeah, back of my hands. Essence, your hand. Essence, the essence motherfucker. I'm, I'm talking to him like, and we talking about comedy. So I'm like, yeah, I'm, I feel that. Yeah, this like, is, I'm really this is warm. So I, at one point, I was high as a motherfucker, and I was staring behind him. Just you know how sometimes yeah, you yeah. knock you in, and I remember you look back like, what the fuck is this nigga staring yeah, at? Yeah, I'm thinking like, damn, he must have saw shit on my hand. Yeah, yeah. I'm thinking he's smelling. Uh, <laughs> I'm like, man, I know these motherfuckers smell all this shit in my hand, right? So 
I got the napkin over it. I'm standing in the bathroom. The motherfucker comes right behind me, right? And I took my napkin off my hand. And all he sees is me standing ah. by the fucking paper towel machine with shit yeah. all over my hand. So before I could say anything, he just stops and was like, whoa. <laughs> the white dude, he stops. Whoa. <laughs> and he just walks out. I'm yeah. like, bro, it ain't even like that, right? <laughs> This ain't my shit on my head. This is somebody else's shit. shit. Uh, ain't my shit. I made a video of that shit too, right? I sold it to in the car. Like, look what the fuck I had to deal with. She's like, I would have never known. I said, man, I'm over here really like everybody know. I got shit all over my hand right yeah. now. I know they can smell it because people walking past the door. He's so cute. <laughs> hey, you said earlier, uh, you know, as a boxer and in the game, you know, shit come to you. You know what I'm saying? Trainers and. Man, maybe that was a sign, man. Before you get in the ring, man, you know, clam your hand up with shit. Man, fuck put the all gloves that. on. I ain't riding no shit. Oh, yeah, he said, because that ain't against the rule. Nah, he gonna do that shit when he fight Tyson. That's the only way his ass gonna win. <laughs> Still need the motherfucking gloves. Man, shit, gloves on. He, <laughs> he gonna try rubbing in his eyes like uh, man. like a uh, homeboy did to Ali. Listen. Yeah, listen, Ali. Shit in his eyes. I'm gonna turn. He's a shit I'm rubber. I'm gonna turn Mike into your dog. I'm gonna beat the shit out of him. Shit out them shorts, man. <laughs> I mean, every man tired of talking shit. Yeah. But Mike Tyson pop up walking through this door because uh, hey. you ever hit somebody so hard they shit on themselves? Yeah, I did that on Mania too. He got east from uh, Lithuania. Uh, I hit him and he shit on it. It's like a little ball of shit just rolled down his leg. I hit him in the stomach because overseas, a lot of fighters still fight the original style of short shorts. And like jock strap, they don't wear like underwear and briefs and shit. Like how like how motherfuckers did in the '80s with the asses, jock straps and shit. Yeah. Under like your football gear, they fight with that underneath their shorts. So if you shit, there ain't nothing keeping the shit from falling out your ass because uh. you ain't got no drawers on. You got a jock strap on. So I hit him and it hit the ground. I'm like, whoa! And he fell, in, <laughs> he fell into the shit and started crying. Oh. <laughs> Everybody knew me. Right over. Yeah, dog. <laughs> Uh, ever made you shit on yourself, man. Almost, Miguel Cotto almost made me shit on myself. That's uh, a name right there, Miguel yeah. Cotto. Miguel Cotto, I just got with Manuel Stewart. Went over to uh, Florida. He's having training camp, I think, for um, some Australian guy. And man, my fucking hit me so hard, I thought I was dead. Yeah, yeah. Cotto wasn't no before joke. fights. Do y'all usually take a shit before the fight? Man, I take a, I, I take a shit before dead. training, but before the fight, you got to. If you okay. don't like. You know, you may have to piss during the fight. If you got pissed on the fight, you just pissed during the fight. What the fuck are you going to do? They don't let you get no timeouts. Damn, that's deep. So if you piss on yourself during the fight, man, I, I piss more than Art Kelly piss. During yeah. the fight? That's a lot of piss. <laughs> you doing a fight. You sweating, so you can't tell nothing running down your leg. Well, no, you can't take a bathroom tell. break during the fight? No. Now. <laughs> the fuck? What? I know yeah, take my gloves off real quick. Hold, hold my pee-pee for me. I thought that's what the ring girls were for. Held a shit a whole fight? No, I ain't had to because I know that feeling being at the gym. My mom said I can't go to the bathroom. What? You better hold that shit. Yeah, you better yeah. squeeze your cheeks. I'm like, what? <laughs> shit. After my mom, bro, my mom. Niggas don't talk. My about mom the... was like, right. like, like Michael Jackson's daddy. No cap. My mom was like, as far as realizing the skill and like pushing it and perfecting it, and, like sharpening it. Yeah. That was my mama died. Like, yeah. So, so it's common. I didn't mean to change that. Go we ahead. In the mama. It's common for fighters to pee on themselves in the ring. All the time. Football players piss on themselves every day. They don't say shit. 
I shoot football players, yeah, on the pitching offensive line. Oh, just, offensive big offensive man. Line, play, if, you, if you're offensive line or defensive line, like constantly in on your the field, shit, in your pass. Yeah. Yeah. Offensive line because that's part of like when you offensive line, you it's nasty. Yeah. It's, yeah, it is nasty. It's, it's a nasty. It's a, it's a nasty. Hey. Offensive line, man. You know, I play ball, so I know exactly. Yeah. Defensive line, offensive line. You right there. You ain't going nowhere. You in the net. You in the mud of it. You in the, the muck. The, all the all the crazy shit happen. If you're playing nose guard or in center, you in the midst of hell every play. Yeah, it's, so you, you in the been in the ring on TV fighting, nigga pissing on yourself. <laughs> yeah, nigga whooping his ass, pissing. What <laughs> <laughs> no gangster than that? I'm a piss on you. Yeah. I'm whooping yeah. his ass, yeah. bro. I have never, I never would have, I never. But yeah, nigga, that's a long time. I mean, yeah. we don't got time out. Cause you I, wanted, like, we gotta be stinking. Like, take, like, take a knee. That's your time out. What's the yeah. most gate? What's the <laughs> most be. weight you gain the day of uh, the day of the fight? Uh. I want to say most is kind of average. Like, usually when I was fighting, like, heavyweight 175, I'll come back in the ring maybe, like, 189. But at 168, I come in the ring about 83, 84. Does that make a power difference, the extra weight? Depends on how you lose it. Some people lose it right before. Some people lose it weeks out. So they can't put it back on because they lost it so far out, their body shrinks down. Yeah. Some people put it on right after, like, uh, Fighter. Yeah, he don't know the name, not not Canelo, but uh, Roberto Duran. But he put on so much, he would drink coffee and steak and put on pounds, and he'll be like a like a, like a log in water. You know, a log in water just floats. Yeah. As when he fight, he would just be there, and it's just all gushing around. Yeah. We four to six, right? Yeah. We four to six, right? Uh, no. The I got you till five thirty. Okay. All right, we're gonna play another song. There's a nun here. Uh, we're gonna play. He gonna shoot, man. We're gonna play. He gonna shoot. We're gonna have to wrap it up. I don't wanna see my mother cry. When you black, it ain't no other side. Your death is like my brother died. Moment, helping hand, loan it. The troops not here to pacify the struggles in my nuclei. Won't it change a man to a dangerous man, especially when the bangers change at hand? Survival evolving black men into another clan. But there's no rogue, just diamonds and earlobes and bitches that like to probe. Encoded, like you, like me. Might be strike three, but we're not playing baseball, we're playing to be free. Bogus, new president's the virus, it's killing off the vibrant. Ridicule the silence, notice. That's my people in them. He gon' shoot. He gon' scrap, uh-huh. It's just my people in there. He gon' shoot, she gon' scrap, uh-huh. That's my people in there. He gon' shoot, she gon' scrap. We put a Christmas tree in the trap. It's just my people in there. He gon' shoot, she gon' scrap. It's been hard, but it's gon' be all right. That's my people in there. He gon' shoot, she gon' scrap, uh-huh. It's just my people in there. He gon' shoot. She gon' scrap. Uh-huh. That's my people in there. He gon' shoot. She gon' scrap. We put a Christmas tree in the trap. It's just my people in there. He gon' shoot. She gon' scrap. It's been hard. But we gon' be alright. 
I've had it up to here, like damn near there. Trustworthy base heads, fanfare stare. I'm big enough to take it, targeted to placement. They keep it under wraps, like rhyming in the basement. When I had hair, developed my philosophy, inherit real estate. Yes, it means a lot to me. So, hater, what's the band for? I muscled in clam core. My gang full of landlords, and nobody what you stand for. She gon' shoot, she gon' scrap, uh huh. It's just my people in there. He gon' shoot. She gon' scrap. Uh-huh. That's my people in there. He gon' shoot. She gon' scrap. We put a Christmas tree in the It's just my people in there. He gon' shoot. She gon' scrap. It's been hard, but it's gon' be alright. That's my people in there. He gon' shoot. She gon' scrap. Uh-huh. It's just my people in there. He gon' shoot. She gon' scrap. Uh-huh. That's my people in there. He gon' shoot. She gon' scrap. We put a Christmas tree in the trap. It's just my people in there. He gon' shoot. She gon' scrap. It's been hard, but we gon' be alright. Ah, the chill never with us. It's niggas all around me, few of them lifeguards that probably wanna drown me. Watch me swim. I bet on this. Not that I gamble on shambles, but we know bitches. Yeah, we know bitches. She be with me, him and her, and drug dealers selling that funny white. You know that real Bill Burr. Foil me with loyalty, still kill purr. Get your bell rung, you held on the flea field fire. I don't know who loves me, I just know who shoves me And who won't plug me, cause it'll be too lovely and evil First, I'm at a bar as my avatar Cause even in the metaverse, I'm still a star I'm digital cool, I'm into the moon Boss of property, you'll open seat Passwords don't need a key Blockers become hackers, decentralizing factors Money got my face on NFT I'm digital cool I'm into the moon. Boss of property, you open sea. Passwords don't need the key. Blockers become hackers. Decentralizing factors. Money got my face on NFT. Her mentality was leopardous. She might have been a Methodist girl. Cause she was waiting on God to come back and he was here. Reality is effortless. It's coded in the messages, girl. It's plenty of fish pulling people in poles off the pee. We're no longer the hunted. It's really about who wants it. Who wants what we want more? Fuck the dumb shit clear. I'll be at a bar as my avatar playing Galaxy. Use the bitcoins to buy fear. I'm digital cool. I'm into the moon. Boss of property, you open sea. Passwords don't need the key. Blockers become hackers. Decentralizing factors. My money got my face on NFT. I'm digital cool. I'm into the moon. Boss of property, you open sea. Passwords don't need the key. Blockers become hackers. Decentralizing factors. My money got my face on NFT. Like a, like a fire extinguisher. Yeah. Mm -hmm.
Yeah, we back. We gotta we gotta wrap Yeah, we gotta wrap the show up, man. It was a mistake made on something, man. So we gotta wrap it up here shortly, man. Thought we was gonna be going till six, but um Mike Tyson didn't like his comments, so he's shutting us down yeah, right now. Mike Tyson <laughs> He told you leave. He said leave the knife inside and meet him outside. A few people, man. I need you guys to send me pictures so I can get you the uh, the uh, the twenty second roast video with your album that you purchased. A few people didn't do it. Somalia Black, uh, Delano Thompson. Motherfuckers really want to be roasted, huh? Delano Thompson, Ebony Brandon, Latroy Wilson, Ashley Planks. David Davis and uh Safet Masanonovic and uh Jamari uh Jamari Wigan. You guys are the only ones who ain't sent pictures, so you gotta send a picture with your pre order of the album and then you'll get the downloadable album, you know, today or tomorrow, whenever you send that picture. So make sure you send that because I definitely want to do that video for you as promised. And uh did did he call or we gotta wrap the show up? Yeah. All right, cool. No worries, man. So uh yeah, normally we got a two and a half hour show. Today is only an hour and some change. Sorry, y'all, but we'll figure it out next time. Tell everybody where they can find you at. A two underscores the magician. You can find me on Instagram. The show. Yo, what's up, man? This be your boy, the Real DJ Show, man. You can find me on Instagram, the Real DJ Show. Make sure you follow me on YouTube, Plan A Radio. If you need to write up an article on your mixtape or a single, make sure you DM me, hit me up. Also, we do uh we doing a versus battle on my on my YouTube, Plan A Radio. We giving out a thousand dollars tomorrow. So uh, if y'all interested, make sure y'all tap in. Shout out to Mimics. That's right. Incensenashrace.com is live now. Uh, the, got the podcast going on, breaking down music history and music present. <clears throat> uh, we got the Black American Music Family Tree, tracing our music back 400 years on this land. I want y'all to get that. And also the book is dropping soon. It's, just, I'm, I, it's, it's dropping soon. So sometime in the next few weeks, the book, Tell It Like It Is, The Art of Loving Communication. That's dropping real soon. Yeah, I'll go get that shit. Hey, yo, you know what it is. Bad Boy Blaze. Shout out to myself. That's double O B L Z at Instagram. Zero zero B L Z. I'll backwards. Peace. Hey, man, make sure y'all download that Chill Never With Us. I play more of it. I played at the beginning and the end of each episode. Make sure y'all download, download that. Purchase it. Um, you know, we got a lot of fire stuff on the way. Uh, check out the website, thecraigsmith.com. And if I owe you something, get it from God, nigga. God, God, God. Shout out our sponsors, Head and Shoulders Body Wash. Who's Leroy? Oh, my God, nigga. My man. I'm going to get your pity pop no ass. Okay, nigga. Oh, man. I'm ready to roast. They're going to roast the next time you come. Yeah, yeah. <laughs>